morning y'all welcome to the show this is uh homeless at large with roy sterling trout um it's all homeless all the time uh we're gonna go ahead and i'm gonna let you know the show is gonna be a great show today uh i got a lot of things to discuss i got a lot of things to talk about there can be some changes coming up um better sound better recordings all that we'll be having some live guest call in everything so we're going to discuss those things and a lot more today um i got some exciting news to share so we're going to go ahead and cover that and uh we got a great show um first i'd like to touch on my sponsor uh anchor fm because they help keep my show going they get me paid and it's a great place to learn to make a podcast um anchor fm uh, it's a free podcasting site. You can download it in your iPhone, your uh, Android phone. They'll teach you how to make a podcast. They'll help promote your podcast, help get you sponsored, uh, all that stuff. Um, and the best thing is it's all free. So uh, here's a call to action. Download Anchor today and try making your own podcast. It's a great way to make a little spare money if you're really good at it. So here's the deal. We got a lot of show to cover. Um, I'll get into show notes later, but first I want to reveal some things, some changes coming to the show. Um, I number one ordered a laptop. That's going to change the dynamics of the show, the way it sounds, the way the recording is. It's going to change the sound so you don't have so much background noise. And I'll be able to edit certain content. Um, also, I'm going to try to filter my speech and what I say so that I don't have so much cursing because I'm aware that a lot of people don't like cursing and uh, maybe it kind of inhibits listeners. So I'm going to try to filter that. Um, the laptop is going to increase quality sound. It's also going to allow me to uh, have call-ins because my phone will be more free so you can call in instead of having to uh, download Anchor and then participate that way. You can call into the show, call my phone. I can put you on the mic, uh, on speakerphone, and we can do the show that way. Great news right there. It's going to really help the show. It's going to really help having guests. Uh, you don't have to uh, download no apps or nothing, you know. You can just call into the show and be a guest. Next, Anchor is going to take a little bit of a swing. Or not Anchor, but Homeless at Large Podcast is going to make some changes. We're going to make some changes here to the show. Um, you know, I'm still going to interview homeless people that want to be interviewed. But the thing about this is I'm going to start making this more information. Um, I'm going to start getting in touch with people like HUD. I'm going to talk to them about what kind of services are coming up available, what kind of housing is coming up available. I'm going to get to city council, and we're going to start doing interviews like that. Uh, you know, I want to talk to service providers like Hope, Kodak, Hope, all of them, and I want to find out what kind of services are available out there for homelessness so that we can uh, help to inform people. Um, also, 
Uh, there's uh, going to be some interesting things coming in the show. I want to talk about upcoming events, um, like uh, that I learned about one today that I will cover later on in the show. There's a great thing coming up for y'all, and it's going to help a lot of people. So we'll cover that later today, too. Now, let's get into the first thing. I got some exciting news. Well, so we all know I caught my Section 8 finally, so I'll be able to get an apartment. Now, this morning, here in a little while, probably about 9 o'clock this morning, I'll be going to fill out an application for an apartment. I finally found a place that accepted Section 8. Um, I'm hoping I'll get in there. I can't promise nothing, but it's a cross of my fingers because... Uh, some people already put some word in for me or whatever, and, and I'm hoping to get it. So soon I'll be in my own place. And uh, we'll be able to have a much better recording than being outside or whatever. There won't be as many interruptions or as much sound in the background. It's going to be awesome. Plus the laptop and being able to edit things and whatever. It's awesome. Um, next... Uh, uh, you know, as far as service providers, I'm going to try to get this in swing of uh, information for homeless people and information for the public. So when you encounter homeless people, you will know how to better help them or serve them to where you don't have to uh, give them money. I, I want to be able to get people involved. The community has to be involved in helping people. But in order to do that, you have to know the resources. So if you know the resources, well, you can better serve and help people that you want to help. And you don't necessarily have to let them in your car or take them to your house. Because we all know that can be dangerous. And I do understand that. There are certain people you just don't want to take to your house. Uh, they, they can be thieves. They can be whatever. There's a lot of uh, hassle in that, you know. And if they're a thief, you can uh, lose a lot of money. So, you know, I do understand there's bad people out there. And I mean a lot of men, and it's getting worse. Uh, I've, I've kind of swayed from a lot of things because I see the bad. I see more of it. You know, before I wasn't seeing it much because, you know, it was kind of blind. Because I was out there. I didn't want you thinking I was bad. So I had to be positive and say not everybody's bad. And still, there's people out there that are good. I know a lot of good people out there. And some of them do just want to be left alone. Let's be honest about that. You know, some of us, some people out there on the streets or out here on the streets, they do. They don't want a house. They, they, they're free out here. So I want y'all to understand that it's freedom out here. There's no, there's not supposed to be any stress. They don't want the stress. So if you encounter somebody who just wants to be left alone, hey, if you see a homeless guy in the hallway and he's clean, he's not bringing a bunch of people on, leave him be. You know, some of them are pretty good. You know, I mean, you don't always have to call the police on them. Look, if they're keeping up their area, why would you bother them? It's when you get a bunch of them around and they're starting to bring a bunch of crap. That's when you want to say something. And I would understand that. But if you have one homeless guy sleeping in an alley for three months, 
and you see him there and you know he's clean, then you get the ones who are making a mess out for him. Because he may need help getting them out. He may not want them there either. You know? He or she or whatever. But the point is, the person that was there originally may not want them there either because they're making a mess. You know, but look, we can't discern all homeless people as bad. There has to be some discernment there. So I want to get this out there as information to people so that they know what services are available, who to call, when to call, and when to call police. Because really, you know, it's, it's a, there's a thing, you know, you might have one homeless person sleeping in your alley. And he may be sleeping there for three, four months and nothing come up missing. Then you see another person and another person show up. And he may not want them there. He may want to be left alone. Don't just automatically assume that he's bringing those people there. Don't automatically assume that. Maybe go out and meet him before, you know, when he's alone. Go out and meet him, talk to him a little bit. See what their angle is. If they're just out there because that's where they would want to stay or, you know, looking for a place to squat and they're not making a mess, why, why bother them? Pardon me, there's going to be a sign coming by. Give me one second. All right, we're going to resume recording here for a minute. There'll be another siren. Hold on one minute. All right, sorry for the interruption. So, yeah, anyways, what I was saying is, you know, if you have one person out in the alley, go meet them. Find out where they're at, where their head is. And don't, don't, don't automatically assume they're going to steal from you. Give them a chance. Because some people are just out here. They may be a vet. You don't know. And, and, and if you go talk to them, you might end up with a friend that will help you out any way they can. You know, they may not be bad people. But I really want people to understand that, yes, there are bad homeless people out there. Yes, there are thieves out there. You don't have to take them to your house. But you'll know right away if they're a thief. You'll know right away. It's easy to tell. Just kind of keep your eye on them. You know, put a camera up if you see them there. And look, if you see them in your yard or looking in your yard, or if you see them acting suspicious around your yard, like looking over your fence, you might want to say something. But if you just see them coming in and squatting down and going to sleep, hey, why bother them? Why mess with them and make life hard on them? You know, why not go out and meet them and, and see what they're at, where they're at in life and why they're out there? If they're just looking for a place to sleep and they're, hey, I'm just happy out here, leave me alone. I won't buy the, I won't steal from you, great. And as long as nothing comes up missing, they might be good for you. You know, like me, if I, if I saw somebody breaking into a person's house where I was, I would tell them there was somebody there breaking in. I'd probably stop and try to stop the person breaking in because I don't want people breaking into someone's house where I'm at. If I'm sleeping in, near someone's house and uh, I got a tent up, I don't want somebody breaking in. So I'm gonna watch, you know why? Because if they're breaking into your house, then they're likely gonna be stealing from me too. And I don't want people stealing from me, just like you don't want people stealing from you. It's just a thing, you know, it would be a courtesy. So I'd probably end up watching out for your property. That's just how I was, that's how I am. Anywhere I go, I watch out for those around me. It's, it's, it's the way I am, it's a code of the road. You know, you're supposed to stick together and watch out for those around you. And they're supposed to watch out for you. It's kind of a watch each other's back thing. Um, 
So not all homeless people are bad. They're not all there for bad intentions. They're not all going to walk up and steal your fucking wallet. You know what I'm saying? They're not. So don't don't automatically assume that because they're homeless, they're bad. Because that's not true. There are good people out here. Make no mistake. I'm not saying they're all bad, but there are bad ones. And that's in every community, man. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. There's bad people in the world. There's bad people everywhere. Not just in the homeless community, but in every community. There's bad people. Um, you got to be cautious. Look, if the guy is dirty and smelly, and he, you know you don't see him stealing nothing, you don't see him acting suspicious or looking in the yard, why bother the guy? You know, maybe make friends with him, help him out. Hell, he might become your best friend. He may never steal from you. He may, he may or may not steal from you. I don't know. But that's your judge. That's to your judgment. But don't automatically assume that just because you see a homeless person, they're bad. Or that they're trouble. Judge them by their characters and meet them in person. Go out and talk to them. You don't even have to tell them where you live. Just say, hey, you know, I'm one of the neighbors here. I saw you camping out here. I just wanted to kind of meet you because I want to know who's around me. Whatever, strike up a conversation. You don't even have to tell them you live in the neighborhood. Just say you saw them there, sitting there, and you want to know what's going on. Right there, all right. You know, make it like you're uh, doing a hospitality check. Take them some water or something. You know, don't even know, they don't even have to know you're coming up from your house. They don't even have to know that you live there. I saw you sitting there, whatever. But get to know the person. And then maybe one day you kind of watch and see if he's looking around in your yard over the fence or whatever. You know? But if you don't see him looking over your fence, he's just coming in, going, you know, putting his tent up and going to sleep. Why bother him? Why make life hard on him? As long as you ain't scoping nothing out or acting suspicious like looking over fences or in yards, Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, maybe put a little camera out there on your backyard and watch. If they go over a fence, then you kick them out. Call the police. But if you don't see them stealing from nobody in your neighborhood, nobody notices them stealing, and they're quiet, and they ain't got 100 people coming and going all the time, like they're selling drugs, might be just an establishment spot where they can be established for a moment and rest. Get to know the person. You know, because you never know. You know, stranger could be the best friend you've never met yet. But the thing is, I understand if they're acting uh, suspicious, like looking around over fences or prowling around yards when they shouldn't be or, you know, hey, fine. But if they're just in their tent sleeping, or they're just coming in, going to sleep, and, and they're not bothering nobody, quiet, you know, meet them. I'd say find a way to get in there without them noticing where you're coming from, and go meet the person. Say hi to them. Take them a bottle of water. Never know. That bottle of water might change his life. Or that sandwich might change his life. You know, maybe ask him if he wants to work. You know, don't, you know, hey, it's not a full-time job. I can pay you five or ten bucks to do some work, but offering. 
So you never know, that might change his life too. You know, and if he does a good job, refer him to friends. But not all homeless people are bad out there. I'm sick of that stereotype thing where people look at a person and say they're homeless and then want to treat them like they're scum. Because it's not true. That's a, that's, it's the biggest stereo, false stereotype I've heard. And it, it, it just really irks me. You know, I'll tell you what, I've had, I've walked into stores and some of the cashiers have chased me out just because I look homeless. And that irks me because I'm there to buy something to either eat or drink. And I'm not there to steal. If I walk into a store, it's because I have money or I have my food stamps to spend. I'm not there to steal from that store. And I have no intentions of it. I, I don't believe in it. I think it's wrong. I know it's wrong. And, and it, 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 it screws a lot of people because every time you steal from that store, it raises prices on those items. So what good does it do? To me, they're stealing from me too because they walk into a Circle K and steal sodas. Well, that raises the price on those sodas now. And it makes it too hard for me to afford them. Well, I'm low income. So that's going to make it hard for me to afford that stuff. I don't want that. I don't want prices going up because it's hard enough to afford stuff in today's economy without some jackass going in there and stealing from that, pardon my French, going in and stealing from that store and raising prices even more. Okay? So... Don't automatically assume because someone's homeless that they're going to steal from you or that they're going to shoplift. Some of them are good people. Um, some of them are nice people. They wouldn't steal from you. If, it doesn't matter what you do. They're not going to steal from you. They're just good people. <clears throat> some of them are out there looking for a way up. They're looking for an opportunity to get up off the streets but they don't want to go to shelters. They don't want to be persecuted by these people that call themselves service providers that say they're going to help, but don't. Look, I've been out here a long time, and I've had a lot of service providers come out here, tell me, yeah, we're going to help you, we got housing. And you know, they take me to a shelter. And then they dump me there. And well, you're in a shelter, you're housed, you're good. And then they, I don't hear from them again until it's time to put me in another shelter. And usually not even then. You know? Uh, it happened recently, in fact. It's gotten to the point where they come and tell me they have housing. I don't believe them. I do not believe them. Because I've been told that so many times. And they say, oh, yeah, we're going to get you housing. You're good. And they don't. They don't. So now, it's hard for me to believe them. People have to understand that. You can't tell me that it's okay for people to come tell me they have something they don't have and that they don't provide. You know, if you're gonna come tell someone out here, hey, I got housing for you, and you lie to them about it, you expect them not to believe you the next time. Expect it, because it's gonna happen. You can't ask someone to believe you after you lie to them. It just doesn't happen that way. The world doesn't work that way. You know, hey. And then everybody wants to say, well, you can't say that about everybody. 
But you guys do that with the homeless people. You guys stereotype homeless people with the bad ones. Nobody takes time to get to know me before they stereotype me and kick me out of the store. Nobody does. Most of them just kick me right out if that's what they're going to do. You know? And that's wrong. That's wrong. Um, you can't, you can't deem just because a person's dirty that they're bad. You have to judge them by their actions. Hey, if you want to keep an eye on me, fine. I'll walk to your store and buy my items. I don't care if you follow me to the store once or twice, just to make sure. But I'm not walking in your store to steal something. If I walk in your store, it's because I have money. If I don't have money, I'm not walking in your damn store. Unless I'm with somebody that has money. And that's only because I'm with them. And I'm not going to stand outside and have loitering problems. You know, that's the way that works. Look, I believe in law-abiding citizens. Citizens, I'm trying to be a law-abiding citizen. Now, sure, I have some of us have our addictions, but that doesn't mean we're not law-abiding. Addiction comes in all forms, man. I mean, coffee can be an addiction. Food is an addiction. You know, somebody who's overweight or overeats, it's an addiction. You guys can't judge someone that's been living on the streets right away and say they're bad people or they're lazy or whatever because you just don't know you're right some of us don't want to work some of us don't want a job some of us don't want to be bothered some of us are bad people some of us are out there just flying a sign because we're lazy and want free money some of us are out there flying a sign because we don't have money and we can't work Especially in Arizona, there's no law saying you don't have, you can you do you can't discriminate on a homeless person. You don't have to hire them if they're homeless. Guess what? If they can't get work because nobody will hire them, if they can't sustain have sustainability or opportunity, eventually they're going to end up either flying a sign, panhandling, or stealing. You take your pick. But look, Arizona, and, and especially Arizona, because that's where I'm at, y'all need to think. Because y'all got it backwards. You know? Y'all telling the homeless, get a job, you bum, but nobody will hire them. And I understand the shower thing. I do. You can't have no homeless person walking in a Circle K serving customers if they can't take a shower. But you know what? There's ways to cure that. You know? There's ways to help that. And then you can't expect a person to get on their feet if they can't get a job. You can't go out there and tell that person, get a job, you effing bum. Because that doesn't, it's not logical. Especially in Arizona, you know? It's legal to not to discriminate on homeless people. And then stores refuse service to anyone. So people just discriminate on them. Well, you know, after a while, it gets to a point where... Why not? Why not? You know, you guys ain't giving us no, no opportunity to advance or get up. What sense is there? 
especially for someone who has no income. People have to think about that, man. It has to be thought about. Um, you can't just expect someone to get up when there's no opportunity to get up. Some people don't want to go to shelters. And I'll tell you what, if y'all went into some of these shelters and saw the way they treat people, you, you'd be surprised at how some of these shelters treat people. They're disgusting. Okay? They don't treat you right. Okay? A lot of them don't. A lot of these people get that little bit of power and authority of running a shelter. No, now they're Mr. Big Shot, so they're going to, like, come down on you like flies on shit, and they're going to stick you up. Hey, man, you can't do that. Get up, right, right. They're going to talk to you like a child. They're going to try to abuse their power. You know, it does that way. It happens that way. So some of us, we don't like shelters. I don't like shelters because too many of them have abusive people. They talk to you like you're a child, and I'm no child. They act like you're morons. I'm no moron. I'm very intelligent. I don't expect somebody to treat me like I'm a moron. And if they do, well, I say something. But I'm not going to just let someone treat me any old type of way. It's not going to happen like that. If they want to treat me any old type of way and they think they're going to abuse their position in the shelter, they're wrong. I'll walk out of that shelter. It's open door. I'll walk out just fast because really I don't need them. I've survived a long time without shelters. I don't need a shelter. Okay? I've survived without them. I can live without them. I don't mind. So don't think that just because the person's there, they automatically need that shelter because you're wrong. Some of them might. Someone might get addicted to living in that shelter and think they need it. Me, I won't. I'm not gonna let some fool abuse me or talk trash to me and act like they're better than me. That's not gonna happen. You're not gonna treat me like that. Ain't nobody in this world no better than nobody. People have to understand that. Um, now, the swings in the show. We're going to start doing interviews with service providers a lot. Or I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to get some service providers to call in. I'm going to put call outs to them on LinkedIn and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> I want to try to get Elizabeth Morales to call in to the show or be a guest on the show so that we can do a show with her and speak of upcoming things with for homelessness, to help homelessness, and new resources coming out or whatever. Those are things we're going to start doing. Um, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to promote new ideas, new technologies, and um, I'm going to try to get Dr. Chris Olson on the show because I want her to do a show with me where we talk about what she's trying to do with the tiny homes and the pallet shelters. I think it's a great idea. I think she's perfect for the idea because she genuinely cares. To be honest, um, I'll tell you what, if I was to support anybody, it would be her and I do. I support her. And the reason being is, look, she's a doctor. She, uh, she made her name already. She's old, up there in age. She's uh, established. She drives, in, she drives a nice car. She drives a Tesla. 
And it drives her around. She can drive it itself. I've seen it. It's awesome. So basically, she's got nothing to prove in the world. She's got nothing to prove. She's already proven herself. She's done her thing. She's good to go, you know? That's the type of person I want to see out here doing something like that. And the reason being is, too many of these people come out here trying to establish a name for themselves by, look what I do, look what I do. And those are the ones posting their shit on Facebook. Look what I did, look what I'm doing. Those are the ones trying to make a big name for themselves. They usually have ulterior motives, and you know what? None of them are good. None of them. So don't just assume because somebody's out here doing a good deed that they're good people because that doesn't mean nothing. They might be doing other things behind your back or off camera that you don't know about. Just because they're posting all this good deed shit on Facebook, that don't mean nothing. That just means, oh yeah, for that moment, that's what they're doing on camera. But what are they doing off camera? That's what you need to find out. What kind of shady shit are they doing off camera? Okay? Now, let's talk about Chris Olsen because she's a great lady. She's got nothing to prove in the world. She made her name for herself. She's a doctor. She made her money. She's, I mean, she don't want nothing. She ain't out to make nothing for herself or make a name. She ain't out to get rich off being a 501c3. She ain't out. She got a real thing going. That's a good lady. And to me, seems to me like she just wants to help people. And she has genuine, a genuine heart. You know, genuine heart. So look, I want to talk to everybody. I want everybody to think about what you're doing. I want everybody to think about some things. Um, I'm going to put an address in the show notes uh, to Dr. Olson's thing uh, so you can donate money to help get the tiny homes established. And it's a legal address here in Tucson. Uh, I would like to see as many people that can donate to this to this cause. Because we all want to help homelessness. We all want to solve this riddle of, oh, let's help the homeless people. Well, if you really want to help homeless people, Dr. Chris Olson's a genuine person. She wants to help too, but you know, she can't use her own money. It's part of being an organization that does that. I don't know why, but they won't let her. So what I'm saying is, let's get together. If you guys donate uh, up to $20, I'll double it or something. I'll get something like that together to where I'll double your, you know, know, or match your donation or something. I don't know, we'll figure it out. But look, there's a lot of money to be raised for this thing because you can't just do a charity organization on your own money. I don't know why it works that way, but it does. Under a 501c3 nonprofit status, your private money and your entity money has to be separate. So that's how that works out, okay? You can't, you can't use your own money for your entity. Uh, it, you know, you can use it to uh, get your entity started like a 501c3, but you can't use your money to do your entity's goals or purposes. It has to be a donation thing, like a church. The pastor can't make money and then put his money into helping the church goals. <clears throat> it has to be a donation money. You know, I guess that's just how it is.
So, really, I will post in the, um, uh, the about two notes on the show uh, the address if you guys want to write a check. If you guys want to talk to Dr. Chris Olson in person, we can arrange for that to happen if you're in Tucson. That's not a problem if you want to whatever. But please, let's get this thing going. There's other cities like Sacramento. You can look at Sacramento. Look up pallet shelters on YouTube. There's there's virtual tours of their shelter factories and what they do and how they're made. They're great things, man. And then, you know, like property. If we could find an entity to put up a piece of land that we could set these shelters up on that has electric, that'd be great. You know, and look, if there's already a homeless entity there that's willing to help, even better. So let's get together. Let's figure this out. Because really, it's going to take everyone in this society. In Tucson, it's going to take a society, it's going to take a whole city to help that city's homeless. There's no one entity that can do it by themselves. There has to be accountability for HUD money. There has to be accountability for these shelter services. Hey, how long are these people staying here? You guys, look, you taxpayers especially should be checking on that stuff. This concerns you. You guys don't want to see homeless people on your streets? Okay, well, why isn't the city doing something? What is the city doing? What are they doing about it? Accountability, call in and ask them. What services are available? What housing is available? Where do they find housing? How do they get housing? Landlords. Who, you know, I understand that people have done dirty on Section A. I understand that people have destroyed units. I'll be talking to the city about that too. Because you guys shouldn't be responsible to clean or um, fix whatever a homeless person breaks. And then they go back out to the streets and what are you going to sue them for? You know, I understand all that. You're going to sue a homeless person for what? Nothing? You didn't get nothing. So, I do understand that. We're going to figure out a way where there can be some accountability to damages to your units or something. Because I do understand, you guys can't always fill in damages to your units when they're damaged. But don't be slumlords. You know, real talk, don't be slumlords. Put money back from rent. Don't just go spend it. Have a petty cash place so they can make maintenance and all that. That way the place stays nice. If you get a tenant that puts a hole in the wall, Hey, fine. They're on Section 8. Go to their Section 8 navigator and say, hey, look, he put walls in my wall. I can't pay to fix that. That's not fair for you to pay for. Now that Section 8 case worker figures out a way to pay. And then they can hold them accountable and put them in jail or something. But don't don't just take uh, Section 8 away. Don't stop serving Section 8 people. Because some people are good on Section 8. Some people are just low income and need that Section 8 to get in. Because they can't afford normal rent. The ones who are destroying places, those are the ones that should be in shelters. Till they learn to live. See? That's the way that works. So look, y'all. Let's get together with Dr. Chris Olson. I'll post the address in the show notes. Um, and we're going to try to get this going. 
If you can help, please do. Have a great day, y'all. Thanks for listening.